We are live. Let's go. We are live. Uh, hi, Dawal. Hi, Adil. How are you doing, man? I'm fine, thank you. It's good to have you back on the show. On the show. On the show. On the yeah, show. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I meant last time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> say, say. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back, people who are tuning in. Adil, yeah. introduce what's to this topic, man. It's your favorite Bro. one. Yeah, man, this topic's really close to my heart. I selected the topic for this week, and today's topic is mental health. I find this is one of the things we we so easy to let go. Like the first thing you're ready to let go is your mental health and your mental peace when you are put in a new situation. So this is why I want to talk about mental health today, and like right. why we should consider this as a much more important part of our whole well-being. Mm-hmm. Man, and like also, you know, just the situation you are in, I am in. I wouldn't say like a situation, but we are away from our families at this point. Like how we are, we are far away from home. There is so much we are dealing with just by ourselves. And oftentimes, if your head is not in the right place, it can either make you or break you. You don't. You or I, like we don't really have somebody close just to fall on. Not in the sense like we don't have each other as friends, but you know that that family that support yep. mm-hmm. that is still different, right? Right. So that is another thing that I feel like that brings a very different perspective towards mental health, at least from me. Uh, and I feel like this is something. that just people need to accept more and talk more about true even this situation you know you are very far away from me we are in a very different region even time wise yeah it does make easier that i have access to you and you have access to me but at the same time you know it, it's totally different if you are not physically there yeah because i remember the vibe we have when we are physically present yeah. <laughs> that's a totally different kind of a peace to mind uh-huh. uh a relaxation to soul i feel yeah. if you have good friends to lean on good friends to talk with definitely uh, that's a different feeling bro uh go ahead yeah. go ahead no i was just going to say you know what uh when i moved to canada mm-hmm. i actually didn't had much of a stress anxiety or I didn't think much about mental health to be very honest. Uh-huh. So it wasn't on my radar. You know, I had very basic anxiety issues, but I didn't even know that this is anxiety back then. Uh-huh. Anxieties, <laughs> very stupid, very very schoolboy anxieties. You know, about marks, about how how am I going to tell about my marks to my parents. <laughs> i had to i had to get this report card signed by my parents oh my so god so those so very very simple and then college no anxiety at all i had a very good college life in india uh-huh. then 
good shot to me coming to Canada. Again, no anxiety at all. I was very happy. I was looking forward to, you know, moving away from my family, moving away from everybody, having my independence. Yeah. I mean, I, st- I still didn't l- used to live with my parents back in India. I was in a different city. But at the same time, you know, it's a very different thing when you are a- across the globe. Now, there are no restrictions at all. No restrictions. No one can reach me and such thing. Uh-huh. So I wasn't prepared about mental health because I never had such kind of issues back then. And then moved to Canada and right after a month, you know, boom, my life changed. And my life changed drastically in a way, in ways I couldn't even imagine. Uh-huh. In a short period of two or three months, I was devastated. Uh, and that was the time when we met. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. my God. Okay. <laughs> you remember uh, what was the one, not one thing, but one major thing that happened after we became friends. Yeah, bro. You one offered major... me butter chicken and I didn't eat it. <laughs> oh my God. I missed out on that so bad. Oh, my. Fuck. It was it's the finest. first time I'd come to your place. Yeah, man. And I was just trying to be polite, like, because it's the first time I've come to your place and you just offered me butter chicken. I'm like, bro, like, I don't know, man. I just gave you the smoke. I don't know if I want to eat this butter chicken. Shrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. But anyways, that was so silly. I missed out on that butter chicken. I could have eaten mm-hmm. that butter chicken so much earlier. That's the one thing we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, we became friends or things began to change. I think that that period, that particular period got me into mental health. That year, that specifically, no, actually there was a second year I actually started having therapies. Okay. But yeah, that was my point. Like that 2017 to 2018 was the year when I started to know more about mental health, what mental health is, what is anxiety, what is, I mean, I already know what stress is, but what anxiety is, meditation, and so on and so on and so on. There's so many things I can go on, but that's that that's where it became part of my life. Okay. Okay. What about you? When when did you learn about mental health? What what was it? Maybe if it was a trigger, or I don't know, series of accidents just like me how did you got to know about it bro i think it was the same time when i moved to canada because um, well all this while like back home when i was in the boarding school i went to the boarding school when i was in the seventh grade so there was still a very significant time in my life growing up like I was growing up with friends and I was growing up with people around my age, living with people my age in like dormitories, lunchtime, everything was together, right? So there wasn't a lot of adult influence on my life uh, in terms of just like dealing with life. It was just people my age and all of us were just figuring it out together. Uh, So, but even with that kind of independence, there was some structure because the boarding life had routine. The boarding life was like, okay, man, this time to this time, you're studying, this time to this time, you're playing. So that somehow like managed my life. From there, when I moved uh, back to like with my dad, 
my dad was always strict. Okay, at least by this time you're supposed to have woken up, or by this time you're supposed to be home. So that still kept me somewhat in order. Right. Uh, but when I left from India, I was 19, and then I just got pushed into. Not even pushed. I was really looking forward to move into this life, and I thought, "Wow, man, I'm I'm gonna have so much freedom." But with that freedom, the amount of responsibilities came. Yeah, I wasn't really prepared for that because neither was I. Yeah, man. Like once you start living by yourself, if you cannot create a structure for yourself, there is no one who will create structure for yourself. So yeah. for you to be able to even create a sensible plan. that you are willing to follow you need to have your head in the right place right because if your head is not in the right place even like if you are making a plan to get rich if your head is not in the right place and you feel like making a lot of money is super easy you're going to make a fuck all plan and you're not going to be able to execute it and then you're going to blame yourself just a simple plan can't be made properly if your head is not in the right place right so those are the things that made me start start like looking more on the inside that what mental state i want to be in or uh, how i want to let situations affect me one thing i know for sure is that there is nothing in my environment that i can control on the outside right i cannot choose what someone says to me i cannot choose uh, how if someone wants to interact with me or not all i can sure. control is myself and mm-hmm. that's that's what started my inward journey and that's what brought my attention towards my mental health and the things that i focus on and the things that i can be focusing on to which would improve my life so even i was very excited you know i i left <laughs> my home uh, I, i remember saying goodbye to my father my mom my sister and everyone they were right on the other side of chhatrapati shivaji international airport it's a big glass so yeah. you know we can say goodbyes very excited and uh, i was looking forward to it first day i i, I land here in not here but in tanabe and i didn't had any place to live I just met this stranger on the plane. He's sitting right beside me, and I I was sleeping the whole time. By the way, let me tell you because I was tired from that more than twenty four hour of journey on the airports. And I boarded the plane, the last plane, and this guy was sitting right next to me, and we started talking right before uh, plane started taking off. I think it was around maybe after half an hour. I I passed passed out and. Uh, this guy was like you know what he asked since we were talking he he also asked me what my plan or do i have an accommodation or and i told him no he took me to victoria in hotel and that was my first place in thunder bay i i lived there and then in the morning i went to spruce and cedar uh, not spruce and uh-huh. cedar, sorry sibley hall college dorm i saw I, i moved my stuff in the room and i was like what the fuck this is so depressing like that dorm uh was built by a jailer or oh, sorry <laughs> uh, a builder who only makes jails so really? he even made yeah so even he even he made uh the dorm similar structure as jail bro 
this is my room the, here is uh, on the right side i had my washroom there was just one window right in front of me and it was a very small window Bye. and it was very depressing uh, from the first moment you enter the hallway of sibley hall after the reception you definitely get feeling of you are in a jail because you are passing through so many doors which you have to use your car to unlock and lock Bye. in when you are in the main hallway that every turn you take you have to use your car lock bro that's like nice. man that that's and overall since it was empty it was spooky at that time Mm-hmm. So I think it was just three or four hours, and I was like, you know what? Fuck! I cannot live here. <laughs> I left my I left my luggage there, and then I checked in into the Victorian Hotel because that's the only hotel I knew. So I lived in Victorian Hotel for a week because I couldn't find an accommodation. Anyways, Fuck. at that point, I started realizing, man, holy shit! This is a whole new arena. You know, I have to figure out so many things right now. Uh-huh. and uh, it wasn't just accommodation i mean all, accommodation is a very obvious thing obviously you need an accommodation yeah but i was in such a hurry that i wanted to leave india i wanted to get away from my fa- family this college offered me that was my first offer so i just grabbed it and i i i, I packed and within a month i was over here so i couldn't arrange any accommodation anyways 2017 the first month i was here after a month the first tragedy happened and uh, after that i was very quiet very quiet like throughout the first year of my college in canada i was very quiet i i didn't used to talk with anyone uh-huh. i'll tell you i tell you how i met sahil yeah. you know how sahil is very outgoing personality i was in my apartment in the uh, sorry spruce and cedar spruce and samir yash and sahil they were, they were living <laughs> right in front of my room so samir at that time by the way was the ra of okay. the resident where resident so obviously he knows that anyone checks in and everything and since i lived right across his room obviously we are supposed to cross each other's path once in a while but that happened very quite often and um, i was actually making pani puri for myself because i didn't had any friend at that point in time right uh-huh. then mm-hmm. since samir and i we used to cross each other's path we used to see we used to do the nod yeah he 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 knocks and then i and then i told him you know what i made pani puri would you like to eat bro i i offered pani puri to samir yash comes in <laughs> Yash walks in, and then that's how I became friend with Yash. After uh, after I think half an hour, they finished eating and everything, and then I went to Samir's room. Or हम लोग वहाँ पे बैठे हुए थे. And Yash Yash was making butter chicken, so I was like, okay. My first impression of Yash was, बड़ा बहुत अच्छा cook है bro. Like he is cooking everyone is laughing. So I was excited, and I was watching him. He wasn't doing anything other than putting in the canned tomatoes and cream in it. I was like, okay, you know what? It, it's his process, and he knows. And in my life, I had never cooked butter chicken. By the way, I have uh, never ate butter chicken at that point in time. 
तो मैं उसको देख रहा था एंड देन आई स्टार्ट टॉकिंग विद समीर हम लोग आगे गए एंड हम लोग सोफा पे बैठे थे दैट्स व्हेन साहिल कम्स इन विद हिज आउटगोइंग पर्सनालिटी विद सो मच एनर्जी इन इट ही कम्स इन आई थिंक ही वाज डांसिंग एंड देन ही कम्स एंड देन ही सिट्स ऑन द सोफा एंड वी स्टार्ट टॉकिंग एंड दैट वाज माय फर्स्ट इंट्रोडक्शन टू साहिल एंड साहिल यू नो फर्स्ट थिंग ही सेड तूने लोगों पानी पूरी खिलाया मेरे लिए क्या है उटसाइड and sahil was sitting in his room alone and uh, we started talking like we are we started having very deep conversation and i broke down that's when i realized first time in my life you know what holy shit like why why did i break down for no reason at this point like i always have my composure i'm always doing my stuff and everything and that that clicked me first for the first time I was like holy shit something is up so this kind of small incidents i i started noticing come november on my birthday after my birthday in 2018 i started having therapy because i couldn't handle things anymore and as i was having therapy you know what i started realizing so many things about myself first first of all i had no idea what therapy would be like okay, okay. i went and i was actually i had to say this but i i went into therapy and this lady was sitting at the reception not reception but you can say reception in the college uh, i went to her and i was like you know what i want to talk with someone and she was like okay i can give you appointment for this date i was like no i want to talk with someone right now because i don't know what am i going to do and this was my statement and i would never say such thing like what i would do i have no idea that that's something you know what i would never say but at that point in time i said it and that when she realized you know something is up and she there was one counselor there and he took me in and the conversation started not the conversation started bro i started blabbering everything that was happening to me after i outpoured myself about what was happening and everything that's why the holy shit man this has been a lot of things which i was bottling up and i had to get it out and that that was the point where i realized everyone should go to therapy it's it's not a taboo or it's not something uh, people should stay away from uh-huh. if you do not have a friend go to therapist i would say that you know you need to have someone you can have very deep conversation with you can tell everything to them you need at least one person in your life and if you do not have that go to therapy and after that so many things changed i never used to do meditation i think meditation was also introduced to me around that period when i started having therapy and okay. after that my life changed a lot like the person i was when i came to canada and the person i am right now a very uh-huh. totally different person so uh what do you feel about like 
becoming that person whom you can talk to, irrespective of how adverse the situation is. Right? I feel like yes, yes, in the beginning therapy can help, but I feel mm-hmm. everybody should also come to a point where they've developed themselves that man, I can confide in myself as a man. Right? I don't feel like all my secrets need to be shared or spoken with someone. And as much as I I know how to express myself. I don't struggle with that. I know how to feel my range of emotions, whether it is my anger, whether it is sadness, or whether it is happiness. And at the same time, I also feel like somehow my emotions are my burden to bear. Right? So even if I'm feeling a lot of excitement, that does not make it right for me to just catch you and shake you because I'm feeling excited, right? I can portray my excitement in a uh, express it in a in a proper way. Same way I mean mm-hmm. sadness or like grief. You should be able to train yourself in a way that you can express it in a right way so that it does not become this bottled up feeling. And yes, therapy is a nice way to start with, but don't you feel we should also figure out techniques or learn techniques to regulate and put ourselves in a situation where we don't need therapy again? Need the therapy, yeah. Yeah, man, we definitely need that. One thing I would say, you know what, no matter how much, unless you're a monk, no matter how much you train yourself uh, to behave in a certain way in situation, there are certain situation, no matter how much you have trained, everything goes out of window. For me, that was the death of my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything went out of window. Nothing works. You you just can't handle it. I I at least I I couldn't handle it. My reactions, my behavior was so different. The first time I actually heard about it, holy shit! I still remember it. And after that, things definitely changed. About becoming a listener yourself. I, I feel like this is one thing, like we discussed in uh, earlier episodes, we need to teach few things in school time when mm-hmm. children are in school. So, you know, you are developing or shaping the mind, the not the way it is supposed to be. At least they are control of their mind, right? If I had known about meditation, if I had known about what mental health is and everything, my life would be on a very different scale at this point. Okay. Uh, so uh, first of all, I I feel like everyone should be enlightened more about what mental health is, what how how they need to first of all assess how are they going to behave when certain situations happen. You know, you, it doesn't have to be a very drastic or very bad situation. You can start noting things as it happens, like very small things. For me, it was you know how I am responding to you when you do something I don't like. And it's a very small thing. It, it It's not something very huge thing. But once you start noting your pattern that, you know what, if this person is going to behave or say or do something like this, okay, calm yourself down, start noting things. Mm-hmm. Once you Once you start recognizing your pattern, once you start you can start breaking that cycle off. You know, you can start remapping your brain. 
in a way that you are more in control of your emotion more in control of your own mind which is very powerful yeah man once you start noting noticing your pattern noticing small things you do what kind of comfort creature you are you can start programming your mind accordingly how you want to program it you don't always have to take big steps you start small because those small steps will help you to take a one big leap instead of trying to make a jump or trying to make a big step and then falling short or not continuing that's uh-huh. where people fail so start taking small steps and you'll definitely and mental health is not something which once you do it's done it's an ongoing process it will keep on going until you die okay it's it's just about exploring yourself most of the time knowing yourself okay so what are some things that you do to take care of your mental health meditation very very important even if for people who don't believe in meditation and let me tell you i didn't used to believe in meditation at all uh the first time i did meditation was in 2018 someone introduced mm-hmm. me to meditation at that point in time uh so since like i said i was devastated in every aspect you can imagine and uh, they introduced me to meditation i was like you know what let me just give it a chance why not and therapy was also going on at that point in time so i gave it a chance mm, and i didn't used to believe in meditation my dad used to do meditation from time to time he wasn't a regular he didn't used to practice on a regular basis but on a regular interval he used to do it so started doing meditation first meditation i didn't feel anything second i didn't feel anything but if you keep on if you are consistent with it i don't remember i think with within the first week i i definitely had a very unique experience i would say with meditation mm-hmm. and once i started meditation that changed my personality a lot for better okay earlier i was very person who 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 would stay angry who would get angry on a very small things short tempered plus wasn't very open definitely couldn't talk this much okay like i i could talk but you know i would never talk this much uh so many things man uh, and it and, and it changed me for better i i would definitely say meditate um uh, one app which i started using was headspace mm-hmm. and then i found this another app it's called sleep but i don't use it any uh, that much headspace is the best app i have found out and i think headspace you were the one who introduced me to headspace yeah and you gave me access to your account at that time to yeah bro that was I uh, I, yeah i like that app too yeah that is a very good app and i did the session so and that's a very hel- that was a very helpful app because it 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 guided me how to do meditation actually yeah. 
and the way they guide is absolutely amazing at least for me as a person it's ab- absolutely amazing because it gives you space at the same time it guides you from time to time when it's needed yeah you know it's not totally absent or it's not totally speaking all the time yeah just perfect balance for me uh after meditation and i have i have told you about this right that i i i have had out of body experiences and that's a very whole different genre to mental health to self love to uh, meditation very different uh-huh. genre very different realm and i'm a huge fan of it i have had three or four out of body experiences but holy shit they were very good so very yeah. very different emotions very different experience you get up from when you are uh, in that state of meditation so for people who think you know what meditation doesn't do anything okay give it a try you don't have to do anything you are either going to watch tv you are either going to go out eat food uh, i don't know what you're going to what your vice is but you know give it a time you don't have to do for hours and hours 10 minutes stops 5 minutes is also good enough you know um so it will also help you to calm down it will also help you to know yourself better because when you meditate you calm yourself down once uh, once you are in that state and when you come out of that state i'm very relaxed okay like i i always feel i'm relaxed okay that was a very good experience and then i can start my day uh so yeah start doing meditation day by day start journaling or start noting things how you do just be present don't think about future don't think about past it's going to happen but meditation will um help you guide your mind or tame your mind the way you want it to be okay I like that. I like meditation. Um mental health wise you know, there are so many so many little things that you can do. Meditation is something so simple that you can do it for 1 minute, 2 minutes just set a goal and often then people are like I don't know how to meditate. I believe uh, the premise of meditation is just being present. Right? So one thing I can assure you that works for my mental health is a good workout. When I put myself in a situation where I'm challenging myself purposefully and I'm challenging myself in a controlled way where I'm doing hard stuff, where I'm lifting heavy weight or when I'm pushing my body to a certain kind of limits, uh it just gives me a feel good or like a sense and a sense of achievement. uh at the same time uh when i'm training oftentimes i see some of my athletes they just performing a movement for the sake of performing the movement but their mind is not there in their mind they're thinking about the protein shake that they would eat drink after the workout or like their attention is on the tv and this is one thing i talked to them about is that if your you practice one hour of focused movement your life outside is going to become 
when you're on autopilot, your life is going to become so much more easier because your movements will be perfected. That in itself is a meditation. You being present in your body and going through the range of emotions, going through the range of feelings is meditation. Right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And when you even talk about like mental health, I believe there are different bodies you have as a human being. First is your physical body that you can touch and feel. And right after the body that you can touch and feel comes your mental body, your mind, your thoughts. So working out is something you can do to tame your physical body and meditating. Even if you start with like one minute or two minutes of meditation, that is something that you can do to tame your mental body. Once you've controlled two of these bodies that are in your control, that's when the world opens up to you in such a different way because then you start experiencing your true nature of life or your true form of life, right? Because you've taken care of so many of your basic needs that that you require for survival. You're not living in this sense of desperation anymore. Something that you've created in your own mental head, right? Oftentimes people also find it easy to blame their thoughts and their, uh, their capacity to feel emotions on someone else. What do you think of like, uh, or like, what is one good way you feel is to address all these negative emotions that you have? Negative emotions in terms of like anger that you have towards someone or jealousy that you have that. Uh, that oh this person has this and I don't have it or any of these negative emotions that you face as a human being we are not it's not like these feelings don't affect us uh, mm-hmm. but how how would you suggest that somebody face or deal with these negative emotions good question uh, first thing Everyone should know that it's not something you take a pill and you'll be able to do everything. So keep that in mind. Patience and it's a journey. You need patience for it. Mm -hmm. Dealing with jealousy, dealing with anger, dealing with such small thing. Like I said, start noticing your pattern. No, start noticing everything when the first time someone told me actually it was Sahil you know what he told me start being present start analyzing yourself start see how you speak start seeing how you behave or how your body behaves and by body means body language by the way how are you behaving around certain people so once i started analyzing myself about so i started with how i speak by the way and i started noticing so many things then i started with how am i talking with my body Uh so that was another arena so it's just the small steps and first of all you are not your thoughts so if a thought comes to your mind let it be thoughts 
just they are just like traffic they are just like car they are just passing around you are just sitting there and observing it a thought comes to your mind doesn't mean you are a bad person or you did something bad right it's it, it's just like traffic it's coming and going all you are doing is observing unless you act upon it so you're trying to say not all thoughts need to be addressed basically yeah man they are just thoughts they are just thoughts right if let's let's take an example when we used to live together we used to say you know what i want to kill this asshole but we didn't yeah. act upon it uh-huh it's just a thought and that's okay so it's okay to no. have a thought to like kill that asshole as long as, as, long long as, as you're not act acting upon it. act upon it right It's similar like very very basic a very basic human instinct i'll tell you if you are in a movie theater or if you are in a plane right uh-huh. you don't want to be trapped with a crying baby yeah oh, right man, that's the worst. and yeah. jun exactly you see you're not your mind. it it doesn't make you that you are a baby hater but you wouldn't <laughs> want to be in that situation baby hater and, <laughs> and <laughs> and it's not even that you know that you want to kill that baby but that oh, thought comes to my it's just, okay yeah yeah you see it's just it, that's okay thoughts are coming thoughts are passing by just be yourself be present that's about it don't be bothered about everything you, you are the fantastic only... example yeah i mean you can only control certain situations not everything if you could control everything a hundred percent things of your life you would be god bro but i feel and you can control hundred percent right i was 100%. coming to that you know it it takes time it takes patience it 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 takes work a lot of work uh-huh. a lot of presence mind work and to be to become a presence being mm-hmm. you need to control your mind and that takes time uh okay i'm i'm very satisfied with your answer one thing is like as a coach mm-hmm. i realize that me learning a movement is different but when i have to coach a movement to someone i i've learned these systems that allow me to break things down and right. uh, coach a movement to someone when it comes mm-hmm. to mental state i believe i have put in some amount of work to get my mental state and my mental capacity to this level where uh, i find it easier to deal with negative emotions like jealousy or like right. um like hate or mm-hmm. anger however there have been times where i've tried to talk to other people and try to teach mm-hmm. them how to let go of these feelings yeah but somehow okay. it just feels that nobody else is i don't want to say nobody else i i've definitely spoken to people who get what i'm saying right at the get go like the first minute i have the conversation yeah. they exactly <laughs> know what i mean but it's just like some people are refusing to wake up so how they, do you think is yeah like how do we get more people to wake up what is one thing we can start doing right now is to get get our awareness towards people of like how 
how amazing our true human potential is yes very interesting question and uh, <laughs> i i do have answer for this uh -huh. so i was the same person you know people would talk i wouldn't give into it until 2017 uh, and then things things change uh -huh. for me the trigger point was first the first trigger point was uh, death of my father uh -huh. you know i've been watching this you can say youtube shorts or instagram reels mm -hmm. where i think everyone at this point know who andrew tate is yeah i remember his one dialogue and that was that was you know every man should go to a war in any form uh -huh. every man should uh, go through some kind of suffering Yeah, I feel like for me, since I went through that suffering, I went through that war within myself. Things changed, and until people go through something big, they are not going to give into it. Because no matter what you do, no matter what you say, people are not going to give into it until they themselves are ready to accept it. You know what? Okay, uh, why not give it a shot? they don't have any reason yeah what yeah good 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 yeah so they don't have any reason at this point to give or to you know to listen to you and to follow through it uh-huh right but if if you came into their life at a point where you know you introduced them to meditation you introduced and talked with them about mental health and everything and they are ready to give into it because at that point they would be like nothing is working let me try this okay yeah no that's so interesting because one of the other people whom i was talking about this had the same kind of idea they're like man it's not your responsibility to wake other people up you are feeling this that you are feeling that you can wake other people up because you are vibrating at a certain frequency right now and you have done your work to be able to reach to that frequency so you can guide someone in the right direction but you don't you shouldn't take it personally if you're not being able to wake other people up that's their responsibility and their journey to find there must have been a time where you were that person where someone else was trying to wake you up and you just weren't ready for that so you kept resisting that right um i don't think i had any situation before that or any person trying to wake me up you can say or anything before that so you know i think that was the first first and it was a huge thing you know what i didn't had very good relation with my father let me tell you and you already know it it was i don't know how to explain it to you bro so this is again one more thing about mental health is uh, focus right mm -hmm. uh i think i was watching sadguru mm -hmm. and one of the things he said is like your brain is like a garden if you focus your mental energies towards the flowers you've planted uh it will grow into a beautiful garden but if you focus your mental energy towards the weeds you've planted then your garden will be like fuck all full of weed not that weed but weed <laughs> yeah yeah the fuck all kind of weed so 
again, like, my question is that how can we work on these little things, you know, when it comes to where we want to direct our focus? Now, it's easy to just say that sit and meditate or sit and journal, but for someone who's never tried or someone who has a really short attention span, how do you deal with these things? Yeah, I, I only talk about what I have had as an experience in my journey, uh-huh. um, what I notice in myself. For every person, it might be different. Like you mentioned about workout, right? For yeah. you, workout is your meditation. For me, meditation is a meditation. For someone else, it might be dancer. For some, it might be singing or someone play instrument for some painting. So it's a different process, but having focus, it, it all comes down for me again, from experience, from my journey, it all comes down to, you know, start noticing your pattern, start noticing you don't have much of attention span and it's not that hard to start noticing patterns, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Before I started doing all the, these things, you know, what I had no idea about what kind of pattern I had, what, what kind of things I used to do. Once I started noticing my pattern, I started oh. reprogramming. Yeah. Uh, okay. So when you say you started, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but when you yeah, say you started right. noticing your patterns, like mm. what patterns, okay. like, what caused you to know that, okay, I'm not well, or maybe my mental health is off, or maybe I'm not in the place where I want to be. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example because you were literally in that moment with me with Sahil, Yash, and I don't remember. I think there was one other person. Anyways, uh, do you remember when we were uh, in Thunder Bay, Yash was driving, Sahil was on the passenger seat, I was behind Yash, and you were, I think, right next to me on the uh, back seat. Okay. And And then uh, I believe if there was another person, that must have been Yoshiki. I I don't remember. Anyways, uh, I was saying that, no, no, she wasn't there. Okay. But I was saying that it was a red light. No, it was an advanced green light. which just came up and Yash wouldn't move. And I, and I snapped. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, you, you don't remember. That's I okay. don't because, so, yeah, I've never seen you really snap. Snap. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so, you know, I, I snapped like, what the fuck is wrong with you? There is an advanced green light. Just start moving. I fucking cannot take it anymore. So I snapped right like this, like not like this, but with anger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, there is something wrong. So, you know, this sudden burst of anger, sudden reactions to situations, I started mm-hmm. noticing my uh, myself with. And the first time I noticed that was, like I said, when I was talking with Sahil and we started having deep conversation yeah. and I broke down in front of him. That was okay. my first signal. And he then he told me to, you know, start analyzing myself, start noticing myself, how I speak, how I behave and everything. So even okay. to this point, it, it took me time. It took me some time to get used to that idea to, you know, start noticing my pattern, start noticing how I speak, start noticing how I am speaking with my body. So it takes mm-hmm. time. It takes continuous effort 
yeah to be present to keep on analyzing yourself what you are doing what you are speaking if that's right or not uh-huh right so it all comes down to very small things start analyzing yourself you don't even have to meditate but as long as you are actively noticing things in yourself and thinking is it right or wrong and then changing yeah. it accordingly that would definitely change or you know increase your focus now in terms of increasing focus especially now when there are reels there are tiktoks there are youtube shorts you know no uh-huh. one wants to spend time to watch full podcast no one wants to hear full podcast like we do no one wants to spend time in reading because of such short attention span because of this tiktok this uh, reels youtube shorts uh-huh. it has captured everything uh it, you just require patience man you just require patience and once you know like i even started noticing that you know what my attention span has been very oh sorry has reduced so much ever since instagram started this reels thing you know and then they started promoting it everywhere even when you're uh-huh. scrolling you will come with uh, come down to reels multiple times when you are in watching youtube videos on the home feed you will start with the youtube short videos uh-huh. when you are on facebook i think i don't even use facebook um, as much now but yeah there are reels too i know everything sure. everything so the ecosystem you are you are surrounding yourself with if it is um modified in a way to reduce your span that's going to happen because indirectly you are training your mind to lose focus lose attention and have such a short attention span so once you once you know that this is happening and once you start taking action to increase your focus or attention span for me it is you know what not using instagram not using uh, youtube i do use youtube a lot but now i have stopped watching youtube shorts to minimum so you know i i i still i started having patience more now i can go through things so okay. it's just active participation of analyzing yourself and then figure out figuring out the remedies for it right so i figured this is the environment this is how everyone is trying to surround me with such feature and it's not good for me so i eliminated it okay so i gave you my whole process right here start analyzing once you analyze it start what you can do about it if if there is nothing that you can do about going with instagram then you know what to do cut it off from your lifestyle start doing things what that gives me a crazy idea man but yeah please finish yeah. your statement yeah so you know start reading slowly uh, or if you are into audiobooks like me start mm-hmm. listening to audiobooks 30 minutes 40 minutes start with 10 minutes every night 20 minutes okay day or and wherever you have time and have patience man because since your attention span is such so bare minimum at this point you know within 30 40 seconds you are going to go and grab your phone 
because now that's how your brain has been indirectly trained to do yeah which is not good in 2000s we didn't had phone in our hands but we still had such a good life and we had attention span actually now no so yeah start noticing analyzing write it down if you want start acting on it and you'll be there it's just about taking action so one thing you really pointed out in this process was start noticing uh, or like start analyzing you know this is something i feel that is also important when it comes to mental health is like when you can't notice things in your own life well actually that's mm-hmm. not so i don't think you are ever at a point where you can be like oh, exactly i mean there is no like... way a person would know that you know, wouldn't notice what that pattern is you know everyone in certain way in certain situation about certain pattern they know what they are going to do yeah they might yeah they might not know about all patterns they might not know about everything they 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 do or in a cycle they do but there are certain certain situation i think which are on a regular basis in your life and you are behaving like this you you would go like agar usne aisa kiya to mujhe bahut gussa aa jayega yeah man i feel like uh... you you know what i mean yeah yeah so you know on, on certain level everyone has an idea about their pattern so it's just then comes down to active participation in it that's about it it's just active participation okay yeah okay i i feel like uh, there there will be times where you cannot notice your uh, patterns to just because i mean you're so caught up in that pattern life and this mm-hmm. is where it's important that you have a friend or like family who can actually point mm-hmm. out yeah that man you know i don't think you've been sleeping well or i don't think you've been eating mm-hmm. well. like all these little things that might seem like just the minutia of life that you're forgetting out on these things are still important right a good sleeping schedule a good eating schedule and having friends and family does change that uh whom do you feel has had like major impact or like has been has supported you through your challenging periods and how do you feel like a support from that person or those people have changed your life bro <laughs> i i would definitely start with you <laughs> you are you're definitely one of the pillar in my life huge big person you, in my life sahil 100% yeah. you and sahil you both are big big part of my life it's not even 5 years i think 5 years i don't remember anyways 2017 sahil and 2018 adil that's when i met you both guys <laughs> so four four and five years it's just this short doesn't seem short but again 
short period but you guys are my brothers no doubt about it yeah. there is nothing i would do for both of you you do nothing uh, for us there is nothing that i wouldn't do for both of you <laughs> yes <laughs> uh then my sister my sister because i i don't share everything with her especially now uh, uh-huh. and that's not a bad thing first of all um, i am just comp- compartmentalizing things with her now yeah but she she also holds a huge place in my heart a big mm-hmm. person then i see my mom she she's amazing man i have yeah. no words that oof. and uh, yeah i think there is one or two more friends that's about it that these are the only people who would know everything about what's happening in my life uh-huh and i'll talk with them about anything any kind of problem i would have any anything that's going on in my life something good something bad and i know that these people will stay with me and mm-hmm. you know even if they they cannot do something physically for me uh, but they will be there for me whenever i need someone to talk with okay and i feel like that that's a major part of a human's life to have someone to talk with 100% when you when you select these people who you want to rely on you can lean uh-huh. on and if they point out something that you don't like right uh that this is one habit i don't like or you should change or something like that don't go into the overprotective or deflective mode man just just listen to them see if that's true you don't have to be offended they are there for you and always there for you man Uh-huh. that include for me these five people if you if tomorrow you call me up and you say you know the well, this is something i i really didn't like you did or you said and it it needs to be changed i'll i'll definitely take it into consideration i'll start seeing myself you know is that something i'm doing and then i'll definitely so if you are going to share they are also going to share so keep an open mind they are not your enemy you okay. have enough of them uh, so true. always always stay with the people who are always there to support you but at the same time stay with them even if they come come up with something you don't like nice i really like nice. the authenticity of what we are doing out here like yeah. not only are we sharing our experiences but at the same time you know people who watch this later or hear this later irrespective of whether who listens to it or not they're also going to listen to the process of us developing this podcast as we've gone along exactly you mean you know what like where they started and where they are now kind of yeah 100% yeah. 100% so uh i also mm-hmm. feel like a big part of mental health is sleeping now i am a big fan of sleep but i've got very um, controversial ideas about sleep like one of the reasons why i feel sleep is so important is because uh, that is the only time where your brain is going under this uh, detoxification like when you mm-hmm. sleep it your brain just reduces in size a little it flushes mm-hmm. out things 
and mm-hmm. he fills things. So basically, like you wake up with a detoxified brain, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one of this is one of the reasons why you shouldn't eat to a full stomach so close to sleeping, because sleeping time you want to utilize for a, a brain reset rather than digesting food, mm-hmm. right? How do you feel like sleeping affects mental health? Because one of the things I've noticed is people who do tend to have bad mental health seem to say that they want to be sleeping in a lot or they don't feel like leaving their bed they just want to stay in bed so when you've bed. gone through these down phases what have you noticed about your sleep and how do you think that sleep is important towards mental health bro okay sleep very important for every person no matter what whether you are a person who works out you you still need a good sleep in order for your workout to work like really work on your body as a creative person you definitely need your mind to be focused to be sharp to be refreshed in order to be creative uh-huh. right so sleep affects every person no matter what you do now it, and i have heard people you know there are some people who sleep only 2 or 3 hours yeah a night and their body has been accustomed to it for because they have been doing it for such a long time now i have heard about tesla nikola that he used to yeah. sleep only 3 or 4 hours in a day and mm-hmm. his schedule was ridiculous i would never be able to follow it okay uh, and, and he was very meticulous about everything in his life so for people only for whom this 2 or 3 hours of sleep works works for it doesn't work for everyone and also even if you are doing that 2 or 3 hours of sleep in a night you are not thinking about the long term effect of it on your brain and on your physical body let's say very normal average person and that person doesn't get sleep enough sleep mm-hmm. let's say okay this the whole week he had good sleep good 8 hours sleep he was all good normal kind of and then one day in a week where he only got instead of 8 hours he got let's say 6 hours or 5 hours or 4 hours whatever uh-huh. uh that person would be moody irritable easily irritable you know short tempered for everything you know his judgment would be affected or her uh-huh. judgment would be affected throughout the day the decision making process you know you will take a lot of time to make a decision because your mind is slow at that point in time because it didn't get enough of rest at that point in time uh-huh even when you when you sleep your mind is awake your mind is all always working but the difference would be it's not consuming that much energy and it's recharging itself when you sleep uh-huh and also when you sleep you are in a very uh, you release a very different kind of vibration okay so you know how there are different level of sleep cycle the rem uh-huh. cycle the normal and then deep sleep yeah. every kind of sleep has a very different kind of vibration level uh-huh and all of that helps your mind maybe to get ready for the next day or just in general to be ready when you wake up 
Okay. So if you if you if you don't sleep, try this exercise. If you don't sleep for a day, uh, stay awake for 24 hours. You'll definitely feel less energetic, right? Uh, lethargic for sure. The longest mm -hmm. I have been without sleep was, I think, three days. I I, I was up for okay. three days straight, and I remember it was hell. By the third day, I was like, holy shit. Why did I do? I cannot do that anymore. Why were uh, you up for I, three days? I don't know. I, I, bro, I was a teenager. I would okay. do random shit. And I used to live by myself. It was a weekend. And I decided mm -hmm. to stay awake. And I don't remember what I was watching. And it was very interesting. So I was like, you know what? I had to finish it. It took me three days to finish. And I think, you know, in the middle of it, sometimes my focus was gone. Okay. So once you pull an all-nighter, let's say if I pull an all-nighter tonight, I will be still good in the morning. But by 11 or 12 o'clock, your focus will diminish. Your, oh, yeah. um, your decision-making ability will diminish so bad you won't be able to make decisions fairly uh okay. what else lethargic sleepy get a good night's sleep eight hours you will be fine you'll always wake up fresh energetic and if you are into meditation do the meditation in the morning it will change your life okay literally okay. it will change your life Okay, okay. Big, big meditation vibes from you today. You brought it out so many times. Yeah, I man, feel like because this is something... I, yeah. I, I got introduced to it on a very low point in my life. Uh -huh. And every big decision or every big event that has happened with me after the introduction of meditation, even if I don't get much time for meditation if i do like two or three or five minutes of meditation before that big event it relaxes me a lot uh-huh yeah so definitely i i would prefer to have meditation in the morning nice nice so it, so it sleep, does sleep and meditation very very important for your mind okay uh, you asked me about the five people I can rely on, I can uh, lean on. What uh -huh. about you? Uh, what are the five people? Uh, what are the people? Not five people. What are the people you can rely on, or you know, stood by you? Bro, um, oh my god! Like I mean, if I have to start, the list is so long. I appreciate everybody in my life so much, uh, man. Like. There's you, there's like my parents, obviously, all the time they've been through all my shit. Uh, man, all my like, close friends back home, there is Azar, there is Sanya. Oh my God, like even my girlfriends, you know, like my ex-girlfriends, even though they're not here, but for whatever time they've spent with me, they've been the most wonderful people and I've... There's so much that they've taught me and so much work that I've had cut out just because of the ladies I've interacted with 
and i feel like man that plays a big impact uh, oftentimes we don't really uh, realize the full range of emotions that women go through we as men uh, but this is one thing i feel i was always more open to is like uh learning how to communicate with the opposite sex because women perceive things so differently so as i started talking to more girls and understanding emotions from their perspective it allowed me to express myself so much better and i feel that has played a made a huge impact on my mental health just the ability to express my emotions properly um i've always found out that it's better to tell that i'm feeling angry or i'm feeling overwhelmed rather than just bottling it up and bringing it to a point where i'm just lashing out on everyone and for no reason at all uh and another thing is like often times we relate uh some emotions as negative because of the way those emotions have been taught to us so, uh, for example i didn't like anger as an emotion just because of the things that experienced in my childhood and i always thought that anger is a negative emotion to have i didn't want to feel anger i didn't uh, i didn't know what to do with anger because just because of i just because of my uh, relation towards anger it was like man this is a negative emotion so i never mm-hmm. learned how to express that emotion and whenever i felt that emotion i just knew that okay i'm supposed to feel bad because this is not an emotion that a human being is supposed to feel and that made me do things that i really didn't want to do but mm-hmm. once i embraced my anger even though it was a negative feeling i i also understood that if it is in me it is there to serve a purpose so rather mm-hmm. than not feeling angry or focusing on not feeling angry let's learn how to control this anger so if i can control my anger i don't have to lash out every time for no reason mm-hmm. right uh, there's this saying right a barking dog seldom bites and that is very true in life if you if you can express your anger if you can express your mm-hmm. sadness that means you're just you're barking you are expressing that emotion and you won't have to bite every time if you can express your anger in a healthy way you won't have to pick up fights every time like often times mm-hmm. in relationships you know people end up not expressing that anger when somebody is angry about like being cheated upon or when somebody is angry about not being treated right often times mm-hmm. people will let it go thinking like oh man this is my partner and this is just a small incident well cheating is something right. big but like in a relationship like there might be points even in friendships you know uh there might be something you might not just say because like oh man fuck it it's he's my best friend True. i'm sure yeah. uh, uh, i'm sure he won't do it again but no man mm-hmm. you should be able to set these healthy boundaries and express them especially to your loved ones that mm-hmm. man if you all love me please respect my boundaries too yeah right? when you express yourself in that way i feel it's a very respectful way to address your feelings and mm-hmm. not experience a breakdown right oh man that that just completely took me away from the question man i i don't think i can just 
bring it down to a few people everybody has supported me so much in my journey and i am so grateful to every every single person who's allowed me to be myself what about your process when you are down what do you do like okay for me when i am down i, I have noticed that you know what my bed no matter where it even if it's not bad you know what i i i just want to ground myself and by ground myself you know what i just want to lay down that's that's uh-huh. about it i don't know what to do i if i have no control over it anxiety anxiety all the way so me staying in bed is one of the pattern i have noticed me eating not a lot but you know uh i don't get hungry much especially yeah. when i'm very anxious so my my appetite is very low and i i just try to fake things you know that everything is working out or try to fake work that okay. i'm working so please don't come near me please don't talk to me that kind of thing like i try okay. to cut off myself from people basically okay or when i am in that kind of slump which i am r- right now to be very honest what i do is do whatever i can do first thing first wake up meditation okay for me that works meditate 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 uh-huh wake up when you wake up and you do meditation that's a very different thing uh-huh and i i ground myself down right from the beginning of the day and then another thing that works for me is writing down everything what am i supposed to do tomorrow so since i am already in that kind of slump i already know what am i what am i supposed to do tomorrow i have written down that schedule for myself this these uh-huh. are the tasks which i need to accomplish and i accomplish them and then that's about it those are the only things which i can do and even though i know those are the only things which i can control there are still aspect which i cannot control but you know i still want those thing to happen or i want the outcome to be in my favor or the way i am thinking for that thing which hasn't happened yet or which is which will come in the day or which might not even come to be very honest mm-hmm. i i think like that you know it might not even come so why are you wasting your time thinking about something which has not happened or which will happen or i don't know so i i just try to divert myself you know talking with you okay <laughs> doing this podcast <laughs> talking with friends uh i don't know man play games so yeah i do whatever i can whatever is in my control and if something is not in my control i let go it will happen when it will happen fuck it man i'm i'm tired mm-hmm. of being anxious all the time tired of anticipating or expecting things to happen yeah or happen my way you know yeah so just control what i can control and let go that's it that's that's my process what about you what about me like what is my process to yeah like if you are in a slump, slump yeah Yeah, you are in a slump um, or you know very low point what, what do you do and then how do you deal with it so tell me uh, your patterns and tell what are the remedies you have or you might have so 
for for me, my process is more from like an inside out process. Uh, what that means is like the first things I start noticing is uh, how am I feeling on the inside? How's my breathing? My breathing is my first checklist that I go through to know that I'm normal and I'm fine in any situation. Uh, once that happens, then I'm like, how's my physical body feeling? So I'll try to bring my attention towards if I'm feeling hungry, if I'm feeling sleepy. Man, I know how important nutrition is in my life and I know how important like sleep is again in a person's life. And then once that is done, then I also start looking for any tightness in my body because I feel like any tightness again is an indicator of you just stressfully trying to cram up or like trying to deal, your body's trying to deal with stress, but not only in your head now, it's starting to show on your body. So I start noticing for like tightness on the shoulders, my jaws climbing up. Sometimes if I'm just nervous, my feet, I tend to like, tend to cross my toes basically. I don't know how I do it. It's mm -hmm. difficult to explain, but it's just something I do where I'm putting a lot of pressure on my toes and crossing them, mm -hmm. right? So these are little signs of body tension that I start letting go. Right. Once my body starts feeling relaxed, then I start assessing my environment that, okay, man, this is just a situation. This is just a situation. That is something I like to keep reminding myself. Um, right. I feel like a lot of this has also got due to like my experience with, um, with a lot of other things that I've experimented. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just more of reminding myself that I am going through life. I am going mm -hmm. through this experience. So I am still in control, no matter what is happening around me, these things may pass, but at the end of the day, it is my reaction that is going to determine how this thing is going to pass. Uh, yeah. Recently, yeah. Yeah. Recently I came across this. I'm sorry. Can uh, I cut you for a second? Sure. Every time, good, bad, anxious, stressful, happy, just know it's going to pass. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to pass. N it, nothing just stays there constantly. The only thing constant is a change. Mm -hmm. 100%, so that's 100%. also so that's that's also one thing I keep on reminding myself to right. Yeah. Uh, right now in this situation I am I, I keep on reminding myself. You know this is temporary. Um. But in my mind I I I really want that thing to happen right now because I I want that to happen right now. I don't want to wait for it. Or I cannot wait for it. But mm -hmm. you know what? This is the time. It's just going to pass. So I also keep on reminding myself. I since you also talked about body tension, this is also something I have noticed. You know what? I I hold on hold on to myself very tightly. Suppose if uh -huh. I have crossed my hand, um, subconsciously I'm holding on to myself very um tightly, very firmly. You know. Uh huh. I realize it after a time, like after a few minutes that, holy shit, I'm holding myself or uh, very tight. tightly. Yeah. Yes. So that is also I have noticed. Uh, but yeah, only thing constant is change. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, man, I recently came across this quote. It said, uh, you cannot decide the load that you're supposed to carry, but you can decide how you want to carry that load. Right. So Very everybody's nice life has, yeah, everybody's life has burdens. Yeah, man. And 
True. This is one of the things like with training, what I like to bring everybody's attention to, whether it is training your physical body or whether it is training your mind, the biggest game changer is going to be consistency. It's not right. about how tough your workout is or how tough your meditation is or how long mm-hmm. you're doing it. Even if you're doing it for one minute every day, if you're doing a one minute workout every day, if you're doing a one minute meditation every day, every that day. is going to be the biggest change. That's what training is. It is preparing you exactly. like, like irrespective whether your life is on autopilot or whether your life is in fight situation. In flight right. situation, you're already on autopilot. Your body knows what to do. In a fight situation, your body doesn't. It's so much an alarm, right? Yeah. That is when your training kicks in. Your training, kicks if you in, train true. your physical body, your body knows that, okay, man, I can stay calm because I have the strength to deal with this. You're training with your mental body, like your mental mind comes into play that, man, I, I, I've I thought about this. I know how to just address thoughts and like not act on every thought. So... Training and like consistency, this is one thing that has been a biggest game changer for me when it comes to dealing with my mental health. And again, anytime a situation is happening, it's just me constantly reminding myself that this is just life. This is a beautiful experience and I am deciding how I want to carry that weight. I can either crumble under this weight and crawl on my fours, but it's not like the weight is going to get dropped off. The weight will still get tied to my ankle and I'll have to pull it. But I choose to stand up, head up, shoulders broad and carry that weight on my shoulders like a fucking champion. Right. Again, you know, take small steps. Small steps is the key. Yeah. 100%. 100 man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who... uh, Man, there was this interesting show I was watching and the guy in that says, uh, my mom used to always tell me, uh, how do you finish an entire elephant? You start with the first bite. Right? You start with the first bite and then slowly, yeah. slowly you, you eat the entire elephant. Yeah, true. Like you said, you know, fight mode, you, you, you don't know what to do. Uh-huh. And that's the time your training kicks in. That's exactly what... Uh, you are training your mind to do for everything. You know, for me right now, if I take my example, I know this time is going to pass. Now it depends on me how I want the time to pass. You know, the only thing, only constraint in my control right now is how I'm going to not behave, but, you know, soak it in. Will mm-hmm. I be sad, gloomy all the time or be anxious all the time or, you know, take it easy, relax. If it's not in your control, let it go and do your thing. So that also changes a lot of your journey once you train your mind that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good analogy about fight and flight Yeah, mode. I also love that quote the burden how much load you can yeah that was also a good one man one thing that i live by is stay focused stay hydrated this is something that i coined and (laughs) yeah man i i absolutely love it because water is is so simple but it is so so important your body is 70 percent water 
Yeah. Right. If you're fluid, you're fluid for every situation. If your brain is hydrated, your brain is like it's already consuming so much energy. What is mm-hmm. just helping transport that energy from one point to the other point? Mm-hmm. Right. So you could eat yeah. all the protein and fat as fuel for your brain, but if you're not drinking enough water, that 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 is not even getting transported around your body properly. Yeah. Uh, Apart from that, just water falling on your body has such a different effect. Like when you are having a shower, a shower okay. when you're stressed out feels so much more different than yeah. just showering to clean up, right? I don't know. Yeah, if you just sat yeah. down under like no, a no, hot I, shower. Yeah, I have noticed that if if you do cold shower, that's a totally different kind of uh, experience once you are done with the shower. If you do. Yeah. And if you do warm or hot showers at night, especially at night, you you will be relaxed and you will be ready for a good night's sleep. So I always take hot showers at night before I go to bed. So you know I'm ready. I'm very comfy in my bed. Uh-huh. Ooh man, I'm waiting for my bed now. <laughs> exactly right, like bro. Yeah. Just a simple shower has so much of. Uh... So much, yeah, yeah. So much so, of a game-changing effect on your body, and this yeah, is, and that, this that is like one of the that, reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is also true for music, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, the music also for some music dictates the mood. For some mood dictates the music. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah, sort of. Let's take it this way. For some people, mood dictates music. So, if you are a person who listens to the music according to the mood, right? If you're uh-huh. sad, you really want to only listen to sad music. Uh-huh. If you are happy, you only want to listen to happy music. Basically, enhancing the kind of emotion you are experiencing at that point in time. So, your mood dictates your music. and then there are people who for whom music dictates the mood so if you are a sad person and not sad person if you are sad at this point and if uh-huh. you start listening to party songs or a happy song you know you your mood will change okay yeah so i think i have transitioned from the first kind to the second kind the first kind where music used to enhance what i was feeling because that's the mood i wanted to be in now no matter what my mood is and, and if i want to listen to something which is empowering and encouraging uh-huh. i i so you know it's i i listen to rap and hip hop a lot so the only mood it gets me into is go get it I only okay. listen to those kind of songs where you know what I'm always hyped up. I'm always in a go mode. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to get done. That that kind of thing. Okay. All right. That was an again an amazing episode. I had fun time talking to you, Adil. I hope people listening to this podcast it helps them. can give them a little bit clear idea about what i do how my journey was or they can do what things they can uh, learn from my process i don't know it's again 
small step a day and that that's all you got to do what what yeah. do you say yeah man yeah man yeah man i totally agree so we'll be back with a new episode about conspiracy theories next week it's an interesting topic i'm looking forward to it there's so many conspiracy theories which i believe in and <laughs> some of them i i <laughs> I want them to come true especially if it's in the future. Um I'm looking forward to it. I really would like to know what kind of conspiracy theory Adil believes in, man. I really would love to listen to it, especially oh, if I'm tripping. That would be so amazing to think about and talk about. Oh my god, I can't even wait to get into this rabbit hole now. <laughs> I know. Oh mm. man, I already know which conspiracy theory I want to talk about, but I'll introduce no, it. Please, uh... please, no, 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 no. Please, no, I'm no, not please. going to do it right oh, now. Please, but... please, 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 please. What? Please, you want to like know? Yeah, bro. Like, just give us a teaser. Just let us dip our balls <laughs> in the cup or something, please. <laughs> uh, just a hint. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. 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 Uh, it it belongs. to before 2000s okay and has an aspect of geopolitics and belongs to us government okay okay yeah that's it plus uh we will also talk about the moon landing theory bro what what, what the fuck bro bro are you saying that you think the moon landing is fake no i don't think it's fake then what do you think but we are going to talk about the conspiracy theories revolving around fuck this let's get into episode number 7 right now <laughs> right now <laughs> and welcome and we are live <laughs> so yeah lots and lots of stories lots and oh lots of God, theories okay. and i think we are going to discuss about it uh, why that theory makes sense to me or makes sense to you I would love to listen to what kind of theories you have out there. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> so if you are interested in the stories, please tune in again. It was pleasure again to have everyone on the line. Everyone on the good line. Good night. Good night. Good night, good night all. Night, night, Adil. Mm-hmm.